we'll touch a little bit Parshas Bereshis, and then we'll try to get into Parshas Noya for Shippu. So it says in the Pesach, Vayipach be'afot nishmas chayim. The woman to the nostrils of Adam the Nishmas Chayim. So in the Medrash Rabbah, right away in the Parsha Ches, the beginning of the Parsha, it says on this Posuk, Im Zoha Adam Oinum Loi Atoke Dantalo Malachi Ashores. The person is Zoicha, we tell him, you came before the Malachim. In love, Oimuloi, Zavuv Kadomach, Yitush Kadomach, Shushul Zek Kadomach. You know, the person is not Zoicha, so we tell him, listen, uh, you should know that the cockroaches preceded you, right? And so, uh, don't be such a big shot, you know. Uh, you know, the, the, you were preceded by, by lowly beasts and animals. You're not such a great race of knack, so. The question is, uh, if you read the Torah, uh, it's clear that we were, you know, Adam was created on Friday, at the end of the, the, the sixth day, and everything else was created before him. So what's the shail over here? If you're this, if you're that, uh, bottom line is, he was the last one created. So Itzla Petterberger explains that very poshant. A yid has to decide who he is. On one hand, we have a goof, and that taka was the last thing created. But we also have a neshama. And the person has to decide how do you define yourself? <clears throat> how, do you, how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as a goof that Grada has a neshama? Or is a neshama that Grada has a goof? Which one are you? And if you decide that my whole essence in life is I'm in the Shoma, and I have a goof that's my spaceship that, that allows me to live on this planet, so then uh, you're in the Shoma, and you, look, you live your life as a Tzelemelikim, and so you precede it because the Shoma comes from the Kisei HaKovit, and that was there before the Malachim. So we precede the Malachim. But if you're defining yourself, your essence is that I have a physical goof and I happen to have a neshama, I believe it or I don't believe it, but it's there. So then you came after the, the roaches. So then you're, uh, you, so you, you, you know, become the, the roach yeshiva, right? Can I ask a technical question? Yeah. What is a neshama, a separate entity, before Adam exists? It's a chelical kind of ma. Before Adam existed, was it detached from the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and therefore there was a Neshama? Or was it... Or was it detached from the Kodesh Baruch Hu on the Mashishi because now there was a place for Kodesh It says that the Neshamas are there right? So, I don't know what that means. What it, what it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it means. It's... Their units yeah, yeah. stored. It's been, it's been pre. They say there's a certain amount of neshamas that have to come to the world, right? Before you recycle. That's, that's so, yeah, so, what does that mean? Hashem blows a chalik of himself into every person? And I don't know. No, that it's a chalik of Ikamimah. How it's existed, I don't know. So, in other words, before Adam existed, there were neshamas. There were neshamas, right? 
So that's the shy. The person has to decide. So Taco, you know, where, where do you fit in? Who are you? What's the uh, so Marshall? There was a Maisa, Maisa with the Gert Zedek. Um So so the Gert Zedek, uh his name was Pototsky, I think Valentin Pototsky. And uh, somehow or other, he got connected with the Vilna Goim, and uh, he saw the Emmas, and he converted to Yiddishkeit. And the church caught him, that's a mice in itself, and um, he was executed. He was burnt at the stake, and his ashes are buried next to the Vilna Goim. But the mice is that before he was uh, killed, burnt at the stake, the executioner said to him, in some versions, he said it to him mockingly. Some he said it to him with mamish pachad. That uh, so you're going to take revenge. You know, you're going to go to heaven. You're going to take revenge from what we're doing to you. So he said to them, Herzu, let me tell you a story. When I was a little kid, we used to play. I was uh, with my father. Was a big, very, very wealthy, prominent count, very, very important person. We lived in a very, very beautiful house, but I had friends who were, you know, poor children. And we used to play together. One day we built the whole castle with mud. And we made out of the mud, we made uh, like sand castles and all this stuff. One day I got into a fight with one of the friends and he kicked all the castles and all my, all my soldiers and everything and busted the whole thing. And I ran to my father crying hysterically what this kid did to me. He destroyed it. I want him to have him killed. And whatever it was, and my father tried to calm me down. And I thought my father was crazy. He didn't understand the tragedy of what had happened. But uh, when I grew up, I understood this was just mud. It was just mud. What am I going to get upset about because the guy kicked my mud, my mud house? So uh, he said, now, what are you doing to me? You're taking away my my earthly shell. That's all you're doing. And you're giving me the opportunity to die al Kiddush Hashem. So what am I going to complain that you took the shtick mud that covers me and you destroyed it? You can't destroy my neshama. My neshama goes straight back up to Shemayim. But my goof, so you destroyed my goof. No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to take revenge. And so the attitude that he had was, I'm a neshama. I'd rather have a goof. He destroyed my goof. He doesn't hurt my neshama. The essence of who I am, the etzim, vosich bin, I live forever. Right? The goof is just the temporary covering that's here in this world. You know, parenthetically, um, it's real Talber, may have told this over to you, he, he says that his mother had children during the Holocaust. And um, he once asked her if she believed that children would live. And so she said, not necessarily, she wasn't convinced. So she said, so why did we have children? So she said, nervous to this. We believe in Tchias Mason, we believe in Oibel Haber. A kind is forever. We have a child, a child is forever. Just because the child gets killed doesn't mean it's not a child anymore. It's a hard thing to say. But, um, it's a pretty high pay grade. What? It's a pretty high pay grade. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that was her attitude. That was her attitude. And so, um, <coughs> I'll call upon him, that's because you believe that the, 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 the person is the Etzim. And the Shema, and you have a goof. And so, um, in that vein, it's interesting, when Yerges and Ibishet says in Vorit, that it says in the Pesach, Vasukas Teishu Shibas Yomim, 
So he says, what is the pshat? The posset begins basukos teishvu. It's a lush noichach. You should sit in the sukkah for seven days. This is kol ezrich b'yisrael yeishvu. They will sit in the sukkah. So Yitzchak Aimshit says the pshat is like this: the, the mitzvah the Torah Hashem is talking to the yidden. You have to sit in the sukkah for seven days. But then it's talking about kol ezrich. Ezrich refers to choshe the yid, the chayben the yid. Like it says Avram, uh, by Avram Avinu, it says Avram Ezrochi. So it says ezrich b'yisrael yeishu basukkas. They live in sukkas the whole year. In other words, they're living a life of sukkah the whole year. They understand their lives are awry. They're only here temporarily because the, the neshama lives forever. So the Ezechim Yisrael, Yeshu, they live in Sukkot's Kaseyim. You, average Yid, or ever, you have to live in a Sukkot. Ezechim Yisrael, Yeshu, they, they live in Sukkot all the time. That's their, their Mahalach HaChayim. I told you the Maisa and the but the guy who uh, they, they built the uh, added on to the house upstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So anyway, so there was a there was a house in Eretz Yisroel. people uh, build on to their apartments on all because uh, you buy a two bedroom apartment and you have uh, ten children and it's time for a third bedroom. So uh, so they very often have to add on or they add the, they take their repetit and they add on to it. There's always a hassle because the neighbors are never too happy about it. Yeah, they get permission from all the neighbors. So there was one particular house where uh, you know one family added on. And um, the neighbor downstairs lost his sunlight. He lost his view. Everything, you know, his mom heard his, his deer tremendously. So somebody goes over to me and says, Mr. Metzger, are you crazy? Why do you let them do this to you? Look at your apartment now. It's dark. It's finster. It's tinkle. You don't have any light. You don't have any sunlight. You know, what's uh, resign. He says, it's okay. I'm moving. So he said, where are you moving to? He said, upstairs. Yet to Shem. That's where I'm going to be forever. So uh, this world of Kimavat is like, right? If you live with that perspective, so um, this world is a dear Sarai. So, uh, but anyway, so doing uh, it to this, there's a, in this week's Parsha, we'll see it. This week's Parsha, you have the Indian after the Mabel. So the Torah says that Noyach was reluctant to be Mekayim period of Rivia. Kodesh Baruch says, says, And Noyach was reluctant. He says, What for? So there'll be another flood. And so Hashem promised him that don't worry. He showed him the Keshes, and the Keshes was the sign that Hashem would not bring another model. Okay. So Rashi, there's a Rashi over here. It says in Posigudbeis, This is a bris for all future generations. Now the word doirois is written Dalad Reish Sof without any pops. So Rashi says, There were doirois that did not need the, the rainbow. Because they're completely tzaddikim, such as the door of Chizkim, or Dorish of Chizkim, or Yehudim, or Dorish of Ben Yechoi. So, whatever that means, if you learn that the, the rainbow was a sign of Hashem's displeasure, so you see the rainbow, so it says, uh oh, the Boishim, you know, it says, Rashi says, when I'll bring a cloud, 
meaning to say Hashem says when, when I'm, I'm in a mood of really zapping you, but then I'll have the rainbow says, you know, you're going to get it, but luckily I made a bris with the rainbow, right? So that's the Shiloh. But I'll call upon him. There's a Gomorrah in Masatis Ksubis talking about the rainbow over here. There's a Gomorrah that talks about a Yid by the name of Yeshua ben Levi. And the Gomorrah here is first talking about um, a sickness called Ra'osa. Or it's at the end of the, the seventh parak of Ksubis. There is a chayla called Ra'osa. It was right, it's a sickness that there was some sort of a sheriff that got into somebody's brain. And it was tremendously contagious. And the Lord tells us how many of the Tanoim Amoroyim would not come, you know, anywhere near anybody who had the sickness. It was so contagious. Right? The Gemara says, um, He wouldn't say wherever the wind would blow from it. Rabbi Lozer would walk into the guy's, guy's tent. They wouldn't eat eggs that were in the neighborhood of a guy who had Ross, and it was so contagious. It was like COVID on steroids, right? That's what it was, you know. So, so Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Yeshua ben Levi would sit with them together and learn Torah with them. Omer and he said, so he, he said, I'm not worried. I'm learning Torah with them. I'm sitting with them together and we'll share the same blanket, whatever. We're going to learn Torah together. And he wasn't afraid. When Shuman Levi was, was time for him to die, they said to the Malach listen, go, it's time for him to die, but do whatever he wants. So he goes to, to Rishuban Levi, he says, okay, uh, it's time. Sir Bishop says, I want to see where I'm going to be in Ganadin. Show me the place in Ganadin. Omalay Lachai, he said, okay. Omalay, so then Bishop says, Havli Sakinech. Please, give, let, me, let me have your knife, your sword. Dilma Bivasis Libi Urcha. On the way to Ganadin, you might scare me with it, so listen, let me hold the sword. So Yovi uh, nearly gave it to him. Kimotelohosim, when they came to Ganadin, Dalye. He, he, whatever, he picked them up, and he showed him his place in Ganeiden. Shovar nofal yugisa. So Rabbi Shua ben Levi jumped into Ganeiden, alive. Naktei bekarne deglime. So the Kamal Chamov was holding on to the corner of his becket. Like, you know, he's in Ganeiden, but the Kamal Chamov still got a hold on him. Right? Omalei b'shvuz olei asina. So Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, I swear I'm not leaving Hashem said, says, if he ever was shoyal on a shvua, then make him be shoyal on the shvua, and he got to get out of Ganeiden. But if he was never shoyal on a shvua in his life, then he can stay there. So, vice this, he never was shoyal on a shvua. So we stayed. So then the mom said, can I have my sword back? Right? So, so he goes, no, I'm giving it back to you. Baskola, Baskola came out, but Omalei have Nialei, the Miyas for Liberiusa, right? Baskola said, no, give it back. He needs it for other people, right? So uh, you can't take away the sword of the Malchamovas. The world needs the Malchamovas. Machriz Elio Kame. Then Elio and Novi was Machriz. Panu Mokam Labalavoy. Panu Mokam Labalavoy. The old Novi came and he said, okay, make room. Bar Lavoy is here, right? Let him, let him come into Gan Eden. 
There's people, the, the, the Mason and Eptinus, what's this guy doing over here? He says, well, he's alive, right? You know? So he said, no, make room for him. He's by Levi, he's good. Right? Let him stay. Also, he came and he saw Rav Shimon Yechai was sitting on 13 golden chairs. So Shimon Yechai says to Rav Levi, are you Bar Levoi? You're Mr. Bar Levoi? He said, yes. So he said to him, was there a rainbow in your lifetime? He said, yes. So he said, him came yet to Bar Levoi. So then you are not Bar Levoy. Now Bar Levoy was a big compliment that we don't know what he said. He says, no, you're not Bar Levoy. So we'll see what that means. The loy, he really, it's not true. The loy hava, midi, there was no rainbow in Rabbi Shimon Levi's life. Elosova loy asik tibusle nafshoi. He said, I, I, he didn't want to uh, be a balgaiva, take credit. So he said, yeah, there was a rainbow. But Lamai said there wasn't. I'll call upon him. What's going on here in this mice over here? So... Um, <coughs> You see another mice with the rainbow. That's how uh, the, the shot is like this. That um, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, how did he get into Gan Eden with his goof? The Teretz is that he was in such a madrega that his goof became the of his neshama. He was so pure, so kadosh. He was mevatel himself to such an extent that his guf mamish became a chelik of his neshama. Right now, you know, it was you have a, in 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 the end of Parshas Bereishis when the Rebbeim is talking about his frustration with mankind that he wants to destroy the world. So it says the other way around. It says in the pasuk. Um, I'm not going to uh, let my myself be agitated about man anymore or deal with it. The, the, the way the Orachim explains it, I'm not going to let my neshama last in a person. Because he's turning the neshama into flesh. In other words, why? Because you can turn your your neshama into 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 a good. Bishagam hu bosser. That's also that's how the Orachim teaches it up. He Rashi learns that yeah, he's, he's a piece of flesh and he's going to give, give me a hard time. But he learns that turning the malachim came down to earth and they would nichshal. So malachim akulay kadosh kulay neshama whatever and and they became nichshal. So b'shegamu baser. Reb Shuvin labors the other way around. He was a, a shtick. Yeah, a stick bosser that became a neshama. The bosser became neshama. So that's the shot. Make room for Baal Levoy. Baal Levoy means that really the guf is, is melava the neshama. If you learn, my ikr is a neshama. The guf is melava me so I can live in this world, right? If you learn that way, I have a neshama. That's who I am. And I have a Baal Levoy. My, my neshama, my guf is Baal Levoy. It, it accompanies me. It's melava me, right? So if you learn that it's just malavami, my guf is malavami, then then you can be mavatli your guf to your neshama. So Elio and Navi, who did the same thing, why Elio and Navi? Because he also was zoiche that he could go alive into into the oil of Emes. So he was the one to say, oh, he's also one of us, and he can come. Now, what was Rabbi Shimon Yechai's problem? Shimon Yechai said, oh, it's a Malach, right? So the Chassam Seifer says. That Chanoich was also a Malach. Chanoich, right? it says that Meishale Chanoich esu alihim ve'einenu kilokach oisim likim. So the Chanoich 
was was became a what did he do? He didn't deal with people. He lived his own Dalaramas and he became a Malach. He became but so Hashem took him out of the world right? because he couldn't have stayed in the world. <coughs> he doesn't he didn't teach the world. He didn't he wasn't much peer on the world, right? He just he was himself. So so that the Rabshitman the Nikhai said if you became a Malach, I say that you can come into this world with your goof, because your goof became, so if she, you were like Hanoich, so what's the Shaila? Was there a rainbow in your lifetime? If there was no rainbow, that means you were Mashpia on your doyer, that your Koyach was Mashpia so much on the doyer that the doyer didn't need a rainbow. But if there was a rainbow, then you were Hanoich, you were uh, you're Egan at Sadik, so you're not Balavoy, you don't deserve any grace of covet over here, right? Why, uh, why should I, why should you have a special place over here? So, okay, Hanoich was probably Gantzhashu, Gantzhashu, but he's tiny. You, 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 you can't, if there was a rainbow, then you weren't, you didn't do what you had to do. Your tafkid was to, to have an effect on mankind, and you didn't do that. And so, that's the shot over here. So the same thing you see by Rabbi Shua ben Levi. He had a goof. He was mashpia, and because he was his goof was so bodily, he wasn't afraid to learn with the Balei Rosan. He learned with them Torah. He said the Torah is not going to hurt me, right? Torah is a, but but at the same time, it's getting in the start his goof. He was a shtick neshama, and so the Rampin, We all have to try to a certain extent to live our lives where we, we view ourselves in that way, that uh, we, we become those kind of people, that um, we, we, we see ourselves as neshamas that, that have a good... And that is the essence of Kedusha. I've said this many times, that Rav Shem Hirsch is Masber, I think, that the site of Kedusha, he said, you take certain words and you add a vav. He said... If you have the word kaveid, it means heavy in a physical sense. If you add a vav, it becomes kaveid, which is heavy in a ruchniyistic sense. If you have sholeim, it's complete in a physical sense. If you add a vav, it's sholeim, it's complete in a ruchniyistic sense. The same thing, kadesh is a prostitute. Kadesh is a zoyna. Kadesh is holiness. So how do these two things klatsuch zamen? The Terence is that zoyna takes everything in her life and dedicates it to this physical. She takes her spirituality, her physicality, her ambition, her, her goals, her, her everything about her is dedicated to, to Gashmias. Kedusha is the opposite, taking everything and dedicating it to Ruchnias. That's what Kedusha is. Taking your physical and dedicating it to Kedusha, to Ruchnias, is the essence of what Kedusha is. That's why marriage by Yid is called Kedusha. Right? It's, it's a very physical thing, but if it's done altaris it's called kiddushin. You pick up a glass of wine, the finest wine, and you, you make a bracha, and you make a Shabbos, so it's called kiddush. Right? Because you're taking the physical and ennobling it, that's what a yid has to be. We have to become kiddushin. Kiddushin to you is we take the physical, we make it spiritual, and then we can say that we came before everything else. That's the Yisait Advarim. That's why the marshal, when the women came with the Maris at Tzoyvois, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to take them. Because a mirror is used to beautify the physical. That's really what it is. It's a tool for beautifying the goof. But when the women brought it, their kavana was, we use this to bring children into the world. 
right? That we beautified ourselves to be attractive to our husbands, to be able to bring children into the world, to bring more neshamas into the world. So Moshe did want to take it. You know, this is Shvitzkash, because Moshe name. They used the physical to create Ruchnias, to create Kedusha, Fakir. And so that became the, the makeup of the Kir and the Kano, which was Makadesh Shedayim Viraglayim for the Koyim to do the Avoida. So the, the, the Chalokim of his body that come most in contact with the physical world become now ennobled through the Maris Atzaydis of the world. This is the, the, the Yisoyed Advorim. So I was just thinking, maybe a shtickle of stretch, but how does a person develop the ability to, to become more of a, a ruchniyistic person, to become more of a, 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 a ish kodesh. So one of the ways, I think, is the more you come to appreciate that your whole mitzis comes from a kodesh baruch and you view yourself as, you know, my eyes, you think about the, the godless of your eyes, the godless of, you know, every chalik of your body, how it works, how the body works in sync. And you see this as a gift of HaKadosh Baruch So the more you view who you are as being the recipient of the, of the you know, the gifts of HaKadosh Baruch so you see yourself as coming and emanating from HaKadosh Baruch Every breath I take is a matonah from HaKadosh Baruch My whole malchus is one shtick receiving from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more you are aware of it and cognizant, you make brachas every day, you talk to think about what you're saying, become a Kaddish, because you're recognizing with every single bracha you make and every single thing you do, that I'm just one shtick, matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that's what I am, I go through God, my, so when they look, you, 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 you revatle yourself to the neshama, to that chelik, who you are. And it also, uh, when you begin to realize who you are, so it gives you a tremendous simchas achayim. There was a ma'isa in Eretz Yisroh, you learn a Mo'yvedical lesson from this, that there were yidden, it's two versions, but let's say yidden waiting for a bus to go from B'nai Brak back to Yerushalayim, on Mo'yitzi Rosh Hashanah, and the buses didn't come, we needed the 402 bus. And 402 wasn't coming. It was like hundreds of people waiting for the bus to get back to Yerushalayim. And, you know, every once in a while, a bus would come by totally filled. And it was, it was an avalanche, right? The, you know, the, the egg company was not sending enough buses, and the people were waiting. There were hundreds of people waiting, and it's late at night, and they're very frustrated. And all of a sudden, the bus shows up, remember, you know, 372, going to Rehobos. And it's totally empty. And the bus stops, and people see it's not going to Yerushalayim. So he goes over to the bus driver and says, Listen, Efshidah Kinstana Taita, bus is empty, no one's going out to Rechobis, whatever the place was, Efshidah, you can take it to Yerushalayim. He says, You gotta be kidding. If I don't go on my route, I'll be fired tomorrow morning. I won't have a job, but I have my Pinosa. So the next guy goes, please, Rebid, I have Rahmanas, you know, and then a lady comes with a baby, the baby's been crying for the last two hours, and, you know, the people are begging the guy, finally says, okay, okay, come, come, come. So the, the bus gets filled up with passengers, and everybody crutches in, and finally they take off, and everybody is thanking him, and then tell mom, you're at Sadiq, you're at Sadiq, and, you know, and this guy is saying, it's because of me, I'm the one who, you know, I put him a tip, but this guy said, no, it's because of me, I told him I'm waiting six hours, and the lady with the baby said, no, it's my baby was crying, she's the one, anyway, 
they finally get to B'nai Brak, they, they get to Yerushalayim, and they let off. So it gets like to when the last stops in Yerushalayim. So one of the younger light on there goes over to the bus driver. He says, I don't understand. Why did you talk to do this? You know, you, you, you're risking your life. Tomorrow you may get fired. He says, I'll tell you the truth. I'm really 402 for Yerushalayim. But I knew if I come up there with a number 402 and you guys get on the bus, everyone's going to be screaming at me. Everyone's going to be saying to me, what is with Egan? You can't come on time. We've been waiting here for three hours. You finally showed up and everyone's going to be complaining and screaming and hacking a cup and who knows what and they won't let me live it down. So I became the bus to Rehovos and I did everyone a favor. And now everyone is happy and everybody is, com- no one's complaining. And if you don't have a seat, you're happy. You don't have a seat, but you're getting there. And they're complimenting me and I'm a tzaddik and I'm a this and I'm a that, right? So all I did was change the number and uh, everybody was happy. That's, right. That's life. So Regoyel uh, al he says over, he says, what's the Musa you learn from over here? He says, when people think Sukumtmir, and you think that everything is coming to me. You know, I'm entitled to this, entitled to that, so you're never happy. person comes to the realization that, uh, listen, it's communist. Uh, you know, this is bus 317, not 402. The guy's doing me a favor. I'm, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm perfectly happy. Everything is gewaldic, right? <coughs> you live your life and you realize everything I have is a matana from a Kodesh Borchu, right? There's nothing to complain about. It's all a gift from Hashem. That's the greatest thing. And so, Mamela, we live our lives with that attitude that we're all a chelakalikami model, and my whole life, every breath we take is a matona. So, all you can do is thank a Kaddish Baruch, you just, you know, uh, you're just filled with, 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 with the shiras v'sishbochus na Kaddish Baruch, because you're alive, you're this, you're that, you know. I woke up from open heart surgery when I had my surgery. I, I, I didn't complain, why did you do this to me? It was, thank you, I'm alive. You know, that's, that's the way you think, that's the way you look at life. If you realize, you know, the different <coughs> challenges going on, and you're, you're alive, and you're healthy, and you have, so there's so much to be thankful for. And uh, the more you realize that, the more you recognize HaKadosh Baruch the more you become a shtik shaman. It's just carrying a goof, and then we become Kedoshim, and uh, we come before the roaches and the caterpillars, and through that to become Kedoshim. Mm-hmm.